Yeah, CBC isn't bad. I don't know. It's, hmm. We talked a little bit about how people say the news depresses them on a previous podcast. And oh, I great asked, detail about that. I, I meant to tell you um, after that episode last week's. Yes. Um, I asked Melissa the same question yeah, that we asked. I'd like to hear I had said, because she, she's one that gets kind of socially anxious and whatnot, and she's been following Niagara 411 even more than I am, because yeah. she'll wake up at weird hours, she'll say, hey, don't go outside today, it's really cold. Like, okay, I'm going to go outside. Went to the gym. Yeah. Doing very well. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so I said, do you think that it's a good thing? And she says, absolutely. I'm more aware of everything that's going on, the good and the bad. And I think that that's the thing. You didn't really beg the question of like, hey, does news make you feel terrible? She, well, I worded it yeah. basically like that. And she's like, no, okay. it's no more than usual. And that's most people. Yeah, that's good to know. I, on that note, I, yeah, I like to listen to the CBC, but even myself, I sometimes get just sick of hearing about the world. I don't know if it's necessarily because it makes me feel the wrong way. I just, it numbs the mind to do it on a continual basis. Which I, I, I can run CBC for like, maybe a, at most an hour of a drive for like, maybe, maybe two times a week. It's usually what I do. I don't really listen to it if there's other people in the car. Yeah, that's... That's about it. But if, if it's myself, I will. That and the, the American station, um, WBFO, NPR station. Okay. Which is quite good. Yeah, between that, it's, it's been a lot of podcasts. It's, and it's all Joe Rogan. I feel like I'm best friends. I wish there was a way, well, I mean, there is. I, I drive an older truck, so I need to modify said truck in order to listen to anything from my phone in it. And that just sounds like it's not really, uh, no, well, okay. So here, free of charge. I can talk about a product I don't like. I hate those. I don't like F the FM transmitters that you plug into your phone. They are But that also garbage. has a USB charger as well. Well, it's slightly <laughs> convenient. I mean, I already have one of those. <laughs> You know what, I will give it a shot, because then at least I can listen to podcasts. Yeah. Let me know how it is. There's two problems. One, never listen to music on it is garbage, it's not yeah. worth a damn, don't bother. You think in theory, okay, audio quality on a podcast doesn't need to be that great, that's fine. So, then you go to try one of these, perhaps. Then you realize, it's too fucking quiet. Maybe it's not, I'm not going to have the same problem because I have a different phone, maybe it's a better amp in it, I don't really know. But it's, it was so quiet the last time I tried to listen to audiobooks in my car off of my phone, I gave up and I just threw it out. I, I don't like the FM transmitters. I don't either. I got it at Christmas at the, um, and, well, it ended up being my last day, but did a gift exchange at Beatty's. Mm -hmm. And I got one gift that I was happy with, and then Monica gave me that. She's like, my car is too good. Too good. Her car is she has jacked. Yeah. So, Ability. like, you, you insinuating that mine is shit. I have an aux cable at least. True. But I have no need for it. Oh, I will give it a shot, and I hope it's usable. Which is the most I can hope for, really. Uh, Even as a temp fix, it's been sitting in a box for four weeks, so yeah. you might as well get some use out of it. That's fair enough. The um, Owning this truck has been a bit of a headache. A little bit, just because it's something that's been more worn in than any other vehicle I've ever purchased. 
and I need that going in, and we'll spend a terrible amount on it, but I am going to be spending a lot on it to keep it going. It's, I mean, people have their brand alliances and such. It's a Ford truck. It's got over 300,000 kilometers on it, which for the engines, you can push them quite a bit further than that, but it's definitely, I just got a bunch of check engine lights, so I got to change like coils, and it's having misfires, and other and then the, I've had a whole host of things to do go with the radiator, so it's like not getting heat inside because the, the which is great cool this time of year. Yeah, when it's like negative twenty two in the Niagara region, let alone anywhere else in Ontario. How cold was it up north? Well, negative twenty five was the coldest when I was outside, although it got to like negative twenty nine overnight. And that yeah, I, the cold is exasperating the problems I'm having with this truck. So anyway, your, your your truck is turning into a slush machine. Yeah, the, the coolant, which we, since we flushed the system, but which, by the way, I decided that the heater core was plugged, which is the thing that a fan blows on to get heat into your vehicle, basically. I, just, I decided that was the cause, and I, I, we flushed the system, and the heater worked better than it ever had. It was great. It was fantastic. Good. But we, in, in doing so, we replaced all the fluids. It was brand new coolant, which you mix one-to-one -one with water. Just to, it's diluted a little bit. Yeah. I'm sure in the southern states you could have more water because it doesn't freeze down there. But that's what you do one to one to keep it like negative forty freeze proof. And something went wrong because just this weekend it was turning to slush inside of like the reservoir. You could see that it was all frozen. So there's something weird about that. Too much water. I, it doesn't make sense. Not in the mixture. There's something else going on where somehow the coolant itself is being lost or. Like it's just getting diluted or something. So we mixed it properly. I know for a fact that it was properly mixed. So there's something more to it. But that's not the biggest problem. The problem I'm worried about is the engine stuff. I'll take being cold on car rides for a bit because that can. That, you can wear a jacket. Yeah, you can wear a jacket. And all that. I need the you engine to work. Yeah. So, is it is the check engine light just firing at random, or did it just start while you took your so journey? The like what was interesting thing is I had the truck fully loaded to send in a sense I didn't have a trailer on it, but I had the back loaded with a washer and dryer, a tire, I had a, I got a, um, what do you call it, power washer, like for, you know, the gas part one's a big end, so it was pretty loaded in the back, it had a good amount of weight. Driving down the highway, yeah, I was a snowstorm, driving in your tire. No, no, I, I have all, nice all-season tires in the back now, this is coming home, whatever. Oh, okay. and I'm going up the Burlington Skyway, and I'm going up and i got to give it some more gas to get climb up the hill. And when I do that, the check engine light does, it flashes on and on, on and off. Which, I looked up later, it says, pull over and tow immediately in the owner's manual or something. It's different than the engine light staying on. But it went away very quickly. It went away like within seconds of it coming off. I hate off. check engine lights. Yeah, me too. Well, they're, they're useful, but they're anxiety causing. But anyway, yes. I was like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm just going to go home, and if the truck breaks down, the CAA is going to tow me. It's going to be fine. So, went home, didn't really, I didn't check it right away. Usually I check my codes, but it was very late at night, and I had to do stuff. So, yeah, so on the way to your place, then the check engine light came on and stayed on. So I did check my codes, and that's when I got the, the misfire and all that. The, the check engine light is good. I'm glad that vehicles have them. Although I guess it's the catch-22 of adding all of the electronics to sense all the things wrong with the vehicle means you have sensitive electronics that can also go wrong and cause other problems with your vehicle. So yeah, there's, there's some simplicity to not having check engine lights. But Are the new, um, newer cars, like, I mean, the ones that are more computerized, basically any new model, do they have check engine lights or are they able to diagnose the problem kind of right away? They still kind of have check engine lights. 
here, there's a bit of a, a rift, and I, some manufacturers are like this. There will, will be check engine lights for like certain basic, and I, I say basic as in like it could be serious engine problems too, but check engine lights that you can just diagnose with like a $20, $40 computer where you just plug in and you figure out what's wrong. And, and those you could address with any mechanic or whatever. And then there's other types of check engine lights that would be a different symbol, and Ford is a wrench. And that means we have a very expensive computer to take care of and figure out what's going on with that and fix the problem in that case. Oh, no. That's not recording. It's nice to see a screw up every once in a while on your end. <laughs> I don't know why. Whatever. We got DSLR footage. And I'm sure it'll sound amazing. Sound like shit. Just give it to you. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even want to finish that story now. I'm really annoyed. Welcome to a funny thing happened on the way to the podcast. The fuck this edition. <laughs> I'm Jesse. And I'm Eric. We had a really good podcast for like 20 minutes. Yeah, that was good. That was a good story. I was intrigued. Yeah. Well, never mind. <laughs> um, well, I should mention, like I did before, we are on all platforms. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, the Google Play music side of things, Google yep. Play podcasts. And somebody pitched the iHeartRadio thing to yep. us, and I said that we should probably become an FM transmitting radio station first yeah. and then switch to the internet just to... Show the sign of the times that FM transmissions could be dying. Which I gave you an FM transmitter. <laughs> yes, you gave me an FM transmitter. Um, I talked about car troubles. So theoretically. I'm You're just, all caught up now. Yeah, I'm just saying right now. Uh, if we plugged this in, if that, if we plug that into a out port. And On our, our soundboard? Yeah, and people tune in to 88.5. We'd be an <laughs> FM radio station. Within a vicinity of probably about 40 feet. Yeah, but still, it would be an FM radio station. Yeah, we could we could transmit an FM signal. Do you, do you know anything about how much it costs to have FM transmitting equipment? Not at all. Okay, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's quite a lot because they talk, well, they say you can transmit stuff on an AM band much cheaper, although very few people listen to AM radio unless they're very far away and, and find FM signals inaccessible because... Amplitude modulation radio tends to go a longer distance than frequency modulation radio due to reasons of physics, but, and, and it's a lower frequency signal anyway, so it's less, anyway, so something about wavelengths, the bigger the wavelength, the further transmission, just why radio waves are really, really big, if you ever looked at the diagrams in, in the high school science class, but yeah, no, it'd be really expensive, I'd imagine, but what, I wonder what it would cost for the most basic setup, like, and, and all these radio station all, all the radio station gear stuff tends to require, like, a license. Yes. It could be, like, a ham radio operator, or, or, the, or there's tons of different groups of it. But And you don't need a license to broadcast CB, like, on a CB radio, but there is still rules, like, that are kept in check by, I think, the FCC or whatever. I don't know, whatever it is in Canada, where you can actually commit a crime by doing certain things on the radio waves. Are you aware of this? Yes. It's stupid, too, because, like, yeah, I don't know, if you just yell for a continuous amount of time, you could commit a crime, or if you if you just keep your line open, you could be committing a crime, or if you play music, you'd be committing a crime. If you don't stop and let other people talk, you'd be committing a crime. 
It's very, if you swear too much, it's, it's illegal to swear too much on a CB radio. Or I think maybe at all, but at least too much. So the CRTC.GC.CA, so okay. that would be our, our rules. Um, oh, you got to go through this, so much. This has got to be riveting to be reading and oh to possibly God. read to the audience. Yes, there's a shitload of stuff. How to apply for a basic broadcasting license. Uh, I, I read through some of the rules in what was just my CB radio handbook, and it's a long, long list of Application things. Application forms and information packages are available on the broadcasting forum page. Please specify the precise type of services you are proposing. For example, if you want to set up a radio station, is it AM, community, or campus, FM, very low power FM, 10 watts, ERP, or less, low power FM, 50 watts, ERP, or less, or a regular high power FM station. It's not saying anything about cost. How many watts is a is a high power FM station? If if ten's like a low amount, because ninety, a hundred. That in terms of power, that doesn't sound like serious equipment to me. Although I may be wrong, you can. I mean, a common outlet in the house will let you run quite a lot of power compared to ten watts. But I, I don't know anything about running that kind of radio equipment, so I could very well be wrong. I don't want to know broadcasting form. Um, hmm. The this, startup cost. To what kind of radio? That's what I'm trying to figure out. This is stuff that's just... Eh. See, this This is after. This is... Um, see, I'm off the CRTC website. Yeah. So after you get the license, if you want to do it right, you know. It's uh, like about a fifteen thousand dollars startup cost, and then for less than a thousand bucks a month, you can still be on the air. So it's not cheap. No, that is terribly expensive. Whereas podcasts are surprisingly affordable. Yes, it's like the idea of prolifer- prolifer- proliferating information shouldn't actually cost money, because it doesn't really. I mean, other than the negligible amounts to run these lights and. And all that kind of stuff. Like the up cost of it doesn't really exist. And some place that's running ads is, is hosting the content. So it seems to get paid for by itself. Yeah. And you can have I possibly mean, Even if we didn't have viewers. the lights. Even if we were just using... I mean, we could just be audio. If it was just audio. Then we could. Be even less. But we have the cameras, so there's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I like it. It's interesting. We're not exactly... Um, making waves on iTunes or Spotify as one would I in guess. the first like week or two that we have it up yeah but not really it's interesting Spotify actually wasn't even fully registered because they sent an email asking me to confirm our email address but it went right to the spam folder cool good to know your spam filter is working it's our spam filter nice I see you got some DH media bags yeah. over there you mind explaining a little bit about those? Sure. These are bags that I literally cannot give away for free. Mm-hmm. These are Stag and Doe gift bags. Right. Um, I know some of what's in there. Yes. So, uh, my, my Stag and Doe, it was very interesting. I commented on one post on a, on a wedding giveaway page saying that I would donate. Just one comment on a post two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. 
15 people messaged from the one comment. Like, I didn't have to do anything else. And they messaged me. Some people did the extra digging and messaged DH Media, which I appreciated more. It's very like, direct. Would you like to donate? I'm like, sure. I didn't exactly know what I was giving away. So, in this lovely case, they get a letter on our DH Media letterhead thanking them and saying that we would obviously like you to lay out all the marketing material at your sag and dough follow us on facebook instagram all that stuff and then at the end i also was like if you don't already have a photographer or videographer or whatever you know maybe we can help out some of them because i'm running out of these and i need to get more get the early stages of the business media flyers which have the prices for commercial videography and stuff like that on the back lovely and all of our names on the front the gift certificate for a couple shoot what is that out of focus it is anything it is a photo shoot uh 30 minute free photo shoot with the digital images included lovely yes and then the old style because i had them booklets Oh. Prices are all the same. Great might booklet. As, might as well get rid of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's why we're staking them in bags to give away. <laughs> yeah. And there's our faces. Meet the team. Lovely. Out also out of focus. Well, there's more. There's more. Photo booths. Cool. And then the Pièce de la Résistance. Bunch of a business cards. ton of cards nice and a mix of cards too not just your cards or my cards but all the cards just everybody but andrew no oh. because i didn't have any of his so what a yeah. right. um <clears throat> it was my fault because i had them ready on friday so i said people could pick them up saturday sunday or monday i wasn't expecting anybody to pick them up on saturday no. Although somebody said they were going to, and then they just disappeared. And then when I said today, hey, it's still available, even after that snowstorm, she's like, yeah, I forgot to message you that I wasn't coming. I didn't take offense to it. But it's surprising when I give them parameters, because I said I'm available this week, Monday, Tuesday, early Wednesday, because I don't just want to sit at home and be available. And most people are like, oh, well, never mind. have to wait. Okay. Not, not, never mind. That would be warning. But it's amazing when people are giving away free things so you can't pull a string to get. Though there's something magical about trying to even just sell stuff where a lot of people won't want certain things if they're too expensive, of course. They won't want things necessarily that are free, which is a little bit counterintuitive or, or really cheap. But you see, this isn't like anybody who wants it. Uh, the, one of the people that picked it up today I had 10, I now have 7 so 3 people mm. uh, 1 yesterday and 2 today and the one person today said thank you very much um, you're one of the higher end prizes so far at our stag and doe uh, but I got thinking they can't look at it like it's free because they're taking something that has inherent value Right, like they they go and it gets yes. auctioned off, even at a hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars, which it can. 
it, but I think it's a lot to do with just the people might not look at it that way. It's the believed value. Like if I, I just picked up a washer and dryer that I found on the side of the road because in the place where my parents are, it's a higher end subdivision and I could easily see somebody getting a new washer and dryer and just tossing ones that work perfectly well to the curb. So I picked them up and I'm going to, I'm going to sell them. But here's the thing. I can't sell them even though I would easily, I think I could do it quickly if you, I don't know, didn't take this into account, but I, I can't sell them for $50. Nobody would come pick them up. It's Nobody true. has an urgency about a $50 set of washer and dryers. Free, maybe people, I don't know, maybe they might come. I wouldn't get them sold for $200, but if I put them up for 125 or 150 I bet you they're gone in a couple days. It's true. It's, it's weird. It's And there's a lot of people will also say that they're coming for things that are free or cheap, but then they don't show up. If it's something expensive, I've rarely been blown off for anything on Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace. Well, it's, people are talking like... Um... The Mark III that I bought. Yeah. That was one of the... That was the first and last time so far that I've been successful on the Facebook marketplace. I messaged her. I said, is this still available? She said, yes. There's been a lot of interest, but I can't get people to to say yes to the $900. I'm like, why is that? They're... Uh, because it was old, they wanted her... 17 to 40 lens included in the $900 price. Like there were people just being jerks. Wow. But there are people still interested in it. And when you're messaging something and there's, there's a lot of interest and it's a higher end, I think it's more, there's, there's now a feeding frenzy. So it's more natural for you to run over and grab it before anybody else can. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely like that. If I get the hint and I, I typically do that something is, priced too good to be true or or it's really just a bit of a steal i don't really even message asking if it's available say if it's available i'm buying it asap send and then just send that and that gets people's attention very quickly it seems to work quite well even then though i will get the response it's already been sold or whatever which i think people are just really bad at taking posts they're not on top of it but things are fast too like i have sold things and then minutes later gone check my phone and there's new people asking about it so it, you could definitely, you need to be quick about it. Facebook Marketplace is pretty good for letting you take down your ads faster or market it with specific things. I kind of like that. Kijiji was always delete the ad. But on Facebook Marketplace, you can just market it sold. So it's sort of still there. People can look at it and they're all sold. That thing that I was looking at wasn't a figment of my imagination. It, it was there and it sold. I was going to say, it's interesting with niche products. But then again... Um, I asked you and Tila probably about two months ago about a dolly system that came with track and it was a like an actual proper mm-hmm. dolly system. Yes. And I was going to call it niche, but it's a videography company or videographer selling it to Facebook and he has a bunch of videographer friends. So I'm guessing it's not as niche as I thought in that case. But yeah, within 20 minutes it was gone. Lots, was sad. lots of people know what they're looking for. So they keep an eye out, and if it comes up, they have to grab it quite quickly. I like dollies. It sounded weird. I like camera dollies. They're a useful thing to have. Although, it'd be cool to have some kind of um, motorized setup, because we could use it in stuff like this show, but also other stuff. Just something that's constantly moving back and forth to get some kind of 
life to your shots. Yes. Changes things quite a bit. I've looked into them because people people joke that they are the uh, the second shooter killer because you can put them up in the back of the church or whatever. And theoretically, you could run the majority of an interview on that as a as a second shooter getting like a different shot of the person. Yeah. So yes, I can see that in certain situations, but the whole point of having a second shooter is so you're not repeating the same motion over and over again you're not just steady in one shot so it gets the point across but only in a limited fashion if it was a backup sure like if i had it running on the backup camera in the church and still had justin and everything yeah it'd probably be really cool is it worth the price tag not right now it can't be that this is another thing that i feel like i could just make making a a track or something not quite a dolly but just something for a camera to move back and forth on couldn't be that hard i don't know it's just a bunch of, you could make the gears out of wood for all i know and then you just really cheap motor to move it. it it seems like something that you could be just needs to be so made. smooth yeah I, I think that's possible i think just making it look professional is, is the well, difficulty for this, it doesn't for this it doesn't matter well it has to be not too bulky to be a hassle to set up or loud some or of them are some of them the cheaper ones people noise. are like they're great but they're loud yes hmm. so common trend in camera equipment old lenses used to be super loud at focusing and, and things like that old cameras never used to do both photo and video though no no but it was still distracting i mean being a wedding photographer you wouldn't want necessarily everybody looking at you just because your camera's squealing obnoxiously pretty common issue finish my frequently asked questions today nice and by that you mean you've written them all out yes so that's something i'll have to look at so we yeah this has been a long time in the making but for dh media we're doing a just a frequently Video asked, series of frequently asked questions which apparently was hot enough last time that some people just watched through all of them that for was some such a weird thing yeah i mean it was good that's why they were there i yeah. think even if one couple did it it served its purpose they walk into tim hortons they already know us it's like hey it's yeah it's it's me because our photos are on the website but then they kind of know us already Mm -hmm. it helps getting comfortable with everybody so this one these will be good they're funny you get to talk andrew gets to talk justin gets to talk tila gets to talk because she loves her voice on camera she loves it yeah so Give her a pair of monitoring headphones while she does it so she yeah. can love her voice even more. I have a question about that. We're on a audio and video podcast. Um, one thing that I am not super amazing at is creative audio editing. I'm good at, I'm okay at basic mixing and whatnot. And you talk about like sound effects? Not sound effects. Just, just say we were to shoot it at mugs and meeples mugs and meeples has a very loud heater in the back Mm -hmm. can you minimize that yeah work you got to be canceling it when it's on and not canceling it when it's off but yes you could minimize it okay the best it's kind of like video and photo where the best way to do it is in camera if you get it right on the spot and it helps you a heck of a lot later but you can do a lot after the fact if you need to as well like i mean if you could just shut off the heater for a bit i suppose we could do that because be the preferable option. that space 
outside of the fact that it's echoey. It's a good studio-ish space. And we can use it, and I think that's the biggest space we have to shoot the frequently asked questions. What other creative audio stuff are you thinking about? Well, that was just the main thing. Okay. It, it always seems to be running. It's very ineffectual business meeting style. Yes, Tila, if you're listening, message okay. us. I'm going to switch things radically because I keep looking at them. You got a set of containers near your sink. Yes. And they got things on them. And some of them make sense. Some of them say veggies. Some say fruits. That's good. But then some say proteins and carbs. Yes. What What is going in those? They're like weirdly, very small containers. Yes. So. Interesting. Without doing any research myself. Okay. Okay. This is all based on Melissa, and she has a a workout that she's doing that involves eating and portion control. Those are my portion control containers. So if, if you're eating a thing that falls in a category, you use that to volume that's it. Where, that's where it falls apart real quickly. Because you don't know I had how to tomato do it. soup the other day, and I'm like, I have no idea what the hell this is. <laughs> like, it's sodium-reduced tomato soup, so it has to be partly vegetable. It wasn't that bad, but I just didn't know what it was. It was bland as shit. The soup needed salt, but I put salted crackers in it. So <laughs> Can I pitch dietary advice to you? Sure. Okay. So... In the gen- general life of most people, I don't really recommend counting calories or breaking I things know. down that much. But if you are trying to figure out where calories are going, maybe it's a good thing just to do for a temporary time, not necessarily to make like specific adjustments, but just say, okay, if I count calories for a week and count things like you know each of these different nutrients and you build them up, maybe you do that for a week to figure out if you're eating too much of something. For you, since you're trying to lose weight, that's your primary goal. The only thing that matters is calorie intake. That's it. You don't have to cut it down that much, but if eating a certain amount has gotten you to where you currently are, then you should eat slightly less. Well, that's, that's pretty what I'm logical. Doing. Or work out quite a bit more, but it's a lot easier to eat less and see results than it is to work harder and see the same results. Or doing both is kind of the best combination. What I'm doing is I'm mixing... Her way, because hers. I'll grab the sheet. Okay, you got a sheet too. I have a sheet. I will wait for you this to get back with the sheet. I'm this is where Jesse is stupid. Yes, because I don't. I'm not. I'm obviously I'm not the healthiest person, but I'm not the unhealthiest either. Not the most interested in talking into the microphone either. I'm not the healthiest person. But I'm not the unhealthiest either. <laughs> These containers are carbs yeah you got a carbs one it's got something a little one inside of it it's like a bushka doll russian doll healthy fats which i'll I'll go through the the difference between them but yeah okay oils and nut butters those are two drastically different things in my opinion i thought sure (laughs) proteins yeah this little one inside of it. Seeds and dressings, salad dressings. But that in itself, we had a discussion about because she she uses vinaigrettes. I don't. I like a good ranch dressing. Which has more fats involved. Right, and it's not the same. Hmm. I think that's right. And then, of course, the big two fruits and, fruits veggies. and veggies. Now... 
right off the bat, I have not been following this plan the no. way I should be. Assuming that this plan is right for me. Just going to for sure. visual. Because you're not eating as much. You're not filling up the fruits and veggies ones. No, I am. You are? Okay. Okay. So since I started doing this, last time I had fast food was with you on the way to Toronto. A&W is good food. It's it's a probably as good as fast food can be. Yeah. I think, personally. It's great. Um, so I've cut down my fast food a lot. I realize I'm drinking pop today, but I've cut down all pop intake a lot, replacing it with water, sometimes juices. I know juices aren't the greatest as far as sugar goes, but it, a lot of it is water. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, so I've been doing that. In the place of everything, I have been going to the gym more. Oops. Not better, yeah. Um, three times last week, three times this week, maybe four this week. Depend. I have no reason not to. Fair enough. Right? And during that time, I'm not just doing cardio now. Justin has me on a... Although cardio kind of is probably the focus you should have no i know that but it's i feel good i feel that's like good. i've been to the gym that's good which when i started without going with justin i'd go and i'd run for 40 minutes and i'd leave and i wouldn't feel like i've been to the gym it 40 minute weird. runs a pretty good run if you yeah but i'm not you're probably running, doing running intervals or something it's a, it's it's probably fat person running i don't know hmm. okay but I'm still. I was still going. Now, it's it's more. It's machi- It's a mix of machines and cardio. But now I feel like my arms are sore. Which yep. Is nice. That'll do that to you. Um, but we'll get back to this. My food intake: chicken, a lot of it, lots of spinach, lots of berries, lots of bananas, apples, and oranges, <laughs> which are right good. in front of us. Nice. They're all good. This plan I'm supposed to get, I wonder if I got it all in the list. I didn't quite, but that's okay. Six of these containers a day of veggies, which I can do, no problem. Okay. A lot of it is spinach and carrots in pasta, in in rotational pasta. Um, Four containers of fruit, not hard. No. Proteins, is that for meat, I'm guessing? Yes. Okay. Which I argue that peanut butter is high in protein, but no. Nope. It is. Protein is meat. Um, yeah, okay. Six of these, which is a lot. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of cut-up chicken. Um, as bit. far as proteins go, it's not a lot of eggs. Anyways. I wouldn't want to eat. Mm, that's <laughs> okay, whatever, yeah. That'd be a lot of eggs. It's a lot of eggs. Four containers of carbs, one, one, sorry, sorry, one and six. Six of the oils and nut butters. Okay. Well, I guess it might be good to get into a habit. Although, so here's the thing that I would pitch a little bit. If you are eating a lot of veggies and fruits, there's pretty much no amount that you could overconsume about them, just because they're not terribly calorically dense foods. They're large volume-wise. I'm full. A yeah, lot more, compared to nice. how many calories you have in them. So, you could eat ten bananas in a smoothie, a ridiculous <laughs> amount of bananas, but it's not so calorically de- dense. Like you're gonna be full so long that you're and not I'm gonna want gonna to be fill able up again. To poop. <laughs> 
not the effect I get from bananas. But really, yeah. bananas are not good for that. Well, there's no fiber in them. Yeah, but a lack of well, yeah. I guess if you only <laughs> eat bananas, you might have a problem. Um. So what I I'm I'm just trying. It, it's baby steps. I'm I doing better. Would say seeds if you wanted to eat seeds for something like hemp seeds flax seeds um pumpkin seeds whatever not much reason to restrict those because it seems like the well yeah it's strange that they're in the same category as dressings i don't know not really sure why but anyways seeds are good for you in general if you're eating things that are pretty much entirely good for you it's really difficult to overeat because you're volumetrically consuming so much which is probably the benefit too of having a higher carb diet than having like protein or fats dominate things because then you're not really eating meat which is super calorically dense and you could easily overfill on that of course you can still eat a small amount of meat but if it's mostly carbs you're going to be full throughout the day my i mean i haven't had supper yet because i've just been full i there's so many i don't i don't know who to trust there are people like oh dietary device or advice is so divided like everywhere on the internet and everything there's I, the intermittent fasting you have to eat the three meals but and, yeah. and other people like you can't force yourself to eat if i'm not hungry i mean I you f- can force yourself to eat it's just but not should i ple- it's not pleasant no i i think if you are watching like if you're not over consuming you can eat as many times a day as you like it's probably better to eat more times than to eat less time yeah i'll have a light supper yeah and but then eat later on at the night or, or more yeah. beforehand that doesn't seem unreasonable that's always how i've done i have never really strict this is dinner time lunch time no i just eat whenever the heck i can or want to for the most part not ridiculous portions necessarily the whole time and it's not like unhealthy stuff like i'm not just gonna be like oh i'm hungry i'm gonna go make a plate of nachos and just load it with cheese or I've something i've never done that no, i used to a lot as a kid well, when I was a kid, yeah, but I'm I'm talking like in recent years, no. special occasions. Cheese is expensive. I don't yes. buy that stuff. <laughs> special occasions or like a night with like just a bottle of whiskey and a few people. Yeah, mm. nachos or pizza or whatever. But I'm not. I, I'm I'm doing better. I mean, I said this last year when I started getting into spinach that I eat more spinach now than ever. But now it's 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 more carrots it's it's i'm on the right path mm-hmm. and with the workouts and everything it's i'm feeling better there's a lot you can also the, the funny thing is you can also eat have a terrible diet but not be like overweight or have any other external symptoms so a lot of people might think oh this diet works for me and it's great but meanwhile they're kind of they might have some, some kind of issue like for instance you could eat, I don't know, six eggs every morning and, and be in great shape and be an Olympic athlete, but you might have bad, like a ton of cholesterol. You might add have arterial plaque and other issues, or you might be more likely you're deficient in certain other things. Like you could look very healthy, but have like a B12 deficiency or, or something else. So it's it's complicated. There's a million different opinion, opinions about what you should and shouldn't do. One has to assume that... You lower or manage the caloric intake, like you said. For weight, for weight loss, yep. that's the only, and it's a per, it has to be a permanent solution. 
There's no diet. A diet does not exist. It is. That's what Melissa said countless times, and I'm not yeah. looking at it like I'm dieting. I'm no. still eating. Just eat in a mouth that you can do for the rest of your life because you're not going to. It's worse to rebound. It's harder. You're going to be a more weight, and it's going to be a bigger problem if you if you did. If you, you know, made, oh, I'm going to do this for a certain amount of months, and then it's over. No, it's, it's never over. Keep nope. it up. But we'll see. There have been no physical changes, but I can't expect that after a week and a half. But no, no, I'm it's going to take longer than that. I feel good. It's are you probably gonna, like just mental? Are you keeping up? Like, are you tracking your weight or anything? Tracking per like my weight? Yeah, it's easy. Enough. That's something that's pretty easy to plot on a graph, and it's good to sort of a litmus test of exactly when you're losing weight and what you're doing right. It's not a bad idea. Hmm. I haven't been to the well I've been to the gym once in like recent times and it's interesting at least to me what shape I'm in because before I started working in construction and framing houses I went to the gym regularly for probably about half a year like five three to five days a week I would go a lot and I was very good Brock's at gym yeah Brock's gym and even other ones too but I was very good at the activities there like the Stuff like leg press and calf raises and all sorts of activities like that. And I could, I could hit these good numbers of reps and, and the amount of weight that I could carry and all that. And then I started framing and I didn't, I didn't have time to work out of the gym anymore because I wasn't a student. I was just working full time. And going back, even though I work my body every single day and do things that I find more physically strenuous and I had to practice and get good at, like carrying certain kinds of lumber, sheeting, just doing climbing up and down ladders with certain things, like certain amounts of weight and standing in awkward positions on roofs, like with a slant because your legs are working differently when you're doing that. Going back to the gym, I'm not, definitely not in as bad shape as I could have been had I not been active for the past two years, but you lose it. You definitely lose it. Well, it's I, repetition. It right? is. But the leg press is probably the most um, obvious one. I, th I was really proud of myself. I could max out the machine at Brock. That's 400 pounds and I could do a decent amount of reps. That was really hard to build up to and probably not good for my legs. I think <laughs> lots of people would argue because it's probably joint problems and stuff. I but can't I, do 400 pounds. I could do it. I almost passed out the first time. I actually got a decent amount of reps in. <laughs> but The first time I went to the gym this year, I didn't feel good coming off the treadmill. No. I pushed myself. Because I thought yeah, I was fine. Because when I yourself. need to, I can run. Mm -hmm. I thought I was fine. I was listening to music. And then the next thing I knew, I'm like, hmm, chest doesn't feel too good. Yeah. Kind of dizzy. Yep. I'm going to stop. You get lightheaded. I didn't push it too hard. But recently when I went to the gym, that light, light press, I got up to, I did 300 pounds right off the bat just to see if I could do it. I could. And I was like, I don't know if I could do much more than this, though. And I tried for just a little bit more. Nope couldn't lift i couldn't lift off get a single rep so i lost it so yeah it goes away pretty quickly i mean two years isn't really quick but i bet if i stopped working out entirely i'd lose a lot within just a week or two it's a constant thing you have to be at <sighs> i don't know it's it's all new to me it's interesting um it's not new new to me but having the containers at the very least is a visual representation of a potential serving I suppose like the veggies 
that's not a ton of spinach. The fact that I have to do six. Well, I mean, it's mostly air if you're just dumping in fresh, fresh spinach. And I, I don't know what the rules are there. Yeah, I don't know either. That doesn't really make much sense. Because if you, you, if pack... you squish it down and you packed it, that'd be a lot of spinach. Yeah, that'd be more than you want to eat in a day in just one of those containers. I think so. It's at least making me mindful, and mm-hmm. I think that that's good enough. Hmm. I think. Where did you get the containers? Alyssa got them online. <laughs> okay, they look like nothing I've ever seen in like a Walmart or anything. They're like I I get it, Ooh. but then what I don't get is she is on a different because she weighs less than me, so she has to based on this plan she has to eat less. Uh-huh. So is that I I don't bother researching it because I can't tell what's factually sound. Are you talking about the difference between men and women or just like lower weight category? I don't think it's sex. Not really. I mean, if, if you're trying to lose weight. You should pick a number that is below the calories you're, like, basically you want to burn off everything you consume in a day and a little bit more so you tap into your resources. It is. But that doesn't really mean that, like, you should, you could probably eat the amount that she did and you would lose weight more rapidly, although it might not be an ideal amount. I don't know how much she eats. But, yeah, it it is hard to do. The, The cardio is probably the biggest factor in in like burning fat just because you need to just do it for like an hour at least and if you push it past that that's golden you're burning like just body fat at that point pretty much if you deplete all your glycogen stores and all that in your body all the readily available sugars yeah it's hard as hell to push that far but that's when you're tapping into that and if you go longer that's when you're going to see the biggest difference for just burning fats assuming that you're eating you're not overeating every day because then you're just putting it right back on. So you're not helping yourself very much. Hmm. I'm going to have to try different things, see what works. When I mentioned Walmart about those stuff, pieces of Tupperware, I made me think of a, a story I could tell them this morning about, okay, so this morning for work, I guess nobody really wanted to work, so it was like negative 18 or whatever. It was not pleasant. Which, whatever, that's okay and maybe we would have worked if there wasn't a ton of snow in the house it was just filled with like the the roof wasn't on yet and then the second floor of the house was just covered in snow which we had to shovel out so just myself and my housemate that i work with we went to uh we were gonna go to work because we're like well we want to work even if the boss doesn't really want to today and we can shovel it out except all of our we have like a sea can um where all of our equipment is stored in and the shovels were locked in this. The boss said, okay, go out and buy new shovels at Walmart. So I'm like, okay. And go to Walmart, 7 in the morning, just at opening. Man, that is, it's strange to walk into the place when it's totally empty. Because even at, like if you go there when it closing time at night, still people are frantically running around. You can't really catch a break during the day. But 7 in the morning, empty. So try to run around and find these. We're looking for shovels. And there's, there's like a seasonal department that has like two types of shovels. And there's like another part of the store that has like a different set of types of shovels. You think after a snowstorm and you say we're looking for shovels, it's, they would point you in the right and direction. And the ones that are at the front of the store are like the cheapest, flimsiest, crappiest ones. It was really, it was stupid. The funny thing is, I find a shovel that's nicer than any of the other shovels they have. And I like it. And it's not in a display. It's just sitting on top of a skid with some other stuff that has nothing to do with shoveling snow. And I'm like... I grab it and I'm like, this is gonna be weird. So we, we pick that and there's we there's not another one of them. There's just some other shovels. We buy like a shovel that was in the stand. We get to the the checkout 
And just as I thought, the lady goes to like scan it. She's like, barcode won't read. I'm like, okay. Goes to type in the number. It's like, she's like, I don't think I got it right. It didn't come up. I can't read one of the numbers or whatever. And it was this whole, it took like probably like 20 minutes to resolve. Yeah. We got the store manager involved to try to figure out what was going on with the shovel, where it was. And then eventually they just threw a price at me. They just said $21, whatever, we'll sell it to you. And then I walked out of there feeling very satisfied because I believe I got them to sell me a shovel that didn't belong to their store. It was in a part of the store near a bay door that I think an employee could have just left it there. And it was from maybe a different store so or something. So you were feeling like. satisfied or it was hilarious. they were feeling satisfied because they may have just sold... It was a good shovel. It was better than the shovel they had. Was it brand new? Yeah. Okay. It, it looked very new. New enough that it could have been on the rack. But I don't think they sold it. And I just thought it was hilarious because from the moment I picked it up, I was like... This is going to cause problems. Yeah. And it was so good. I'm just hoping that there was some employee who went out and, and got the shovel from a store that sold better shovels, like the Canadian Tire next door that wasn't open yet. And and I just I bought a Canadian Tire shovel at Walmart for 21 bucks. Probably got a good deal on Probably it. Probably did. <laughs> Had a nice metal lip to it and a nice little hand grab, all sorts of little Talking features. Talking about snow shoveling, I was thinking about this as I was taking up my car. Um, my grandmother at one point caught a a thief in Tilsonburg by accident okay it was snowing she was old there somebody threw a body in the snowbank no okay um she probably early 70s mm-hmm. that's a fair guess mid 70s um, snowing really hard somebody comes up to the door says we're shoveling snow did you want us to shovel your driveway she's like sure and she's like I'll just open the garage door for you uh oh so you can just shovel it it's, it's whatever um, so like okay it's fine um, so they shovel and then they leave she pays them and whatnot. and then she goes out to do her uh, patio. She's like, where's my shovel? Hmm. Well, it's not the crime I'm thinking is that bad, but I Hold hope on. it gets better. I hope it, it does. does. So this mid-70-year-old woman drives up the street to where they're shoveling. Yeah. Using her shovel. Yeah. She never questioned where they got a shovel from. Where they got the shovels when she was shoveling her driveway. And... I guess she didn't really catch them and she made a fuss. They gave her her shovels back and then she went home and found out later that they had pulled the same stunt on somebody else down the street, but they had also taken like actual garage equipment. Mm-hmm. I was going to say stealing shovels is a pretty lame crime. Well, she followed them and, it was them. Mm-hmm. They were caught. Hmm. So I guess she didn't really catch them, but she was, an, she could have, I suppose. Had she whacked them with a shovel, she could have avoided a crime. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I I guess it's a good game. I mean, I don't know. Why why would the garage have to be opened in the first place? Just the shovel from the garage outward? I guess. I, I don't know. I would say, fuck you. You're not, I'm not opening my garage. Yeah. That immediately sets off flags if they're asking for that. 
early 2000s, late 90s in Tilsonburg. It was a clean-cut community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That sounds yeah, that sounds like something kids would try to do. Yeah. Just so, lift some stuff from a garage. I've got an update about my truck troubles. Pardon? I've got an update about my truck troubles. My dad drew me a diagram showing It's awesome, the... except nobody knows about your truck troubles. Well, they do. You can if the audio's good, they can hear it. How about that? Okay. Okay. Anyways, the, the yeah, I got a coil number 3 that needs further diagnosis apparently. So is that good or bad? Check the connection. Be careful not to get pissed with the harness connector. Oh, he's telling me this is going to be a pain. Okay. Well, I'm ready to work on a truck and be frustrated. That's okay. Not tonight. It sounds fun. Mm-hmm. But not really. No. Not in this cold. I, uh... But looking at houses again, I've, I've just purchased one, like, a couple months ago, but probably might make a, an offer on a house soon. At least a type of house, because we've seen one that sort of fits a description of what we're looking for. What are you looking for? Double lot. Most importantly, and then if it's it, especially if it's zoned so that way it could be split or do, you can do something you can do a lot with the land. Just zones that way you can do what you want. This house is a hundred and eighty thousand dollars the one that we found. It's in Fort Erie. And it's a fixer upper. It it's bad. It, you need to gut the whole thing, I in my opinion. But the double lot's interesting. You gonna move to Fort Erie? Not maybe, I guess. I don't know. I, I it's just more of the type of the lot that we're looking for. It's the it's the ideal. It doesn't really matter as much where it is to me, but it, it works because I sort of have this dream of building like a I think talking to my dad about it, thirty by thirty garage, heated garage, with above it and like an apartment where you have one door that comes from the garage, one door that's off the outside, so it's like a legal unit. I don't really know much about how you could rent that out or if you could Airbnb it. But anyways, thirty by thirty which gives you 900 square feet in both the garage and whatever's above it. And you can fit a kitchen, a bedroom, a bathroom, and maybe even like a living area in it in that amount of space. It's a good amount of space. But that that's kind of the dream now, having a heated space like that. I can't imagine life without a garage. I guess you have storage space in this building, but you have nowhere to put like your car. So there's no probably no temptation on your part to ever work on anything about it no i like even just changing a tire or something would be a pain in the ass in a parking lot yes it would be i thought about the logistics of stuff like that or an oil change and it just seems too you're not going to save much money on the oil changes doing it yourself some money but other stuff that just having the space to do it saves you so much money and yes it would cost a lot of money to build said garage but you'd hope you get uh, your returns back on that eventually hmm. I couldn't stand I, I guess a lot of the bigger buildings have indoor garages so at least they're kind of protected but that's from not the your own space though no it's not but at least your car isn't going to be constantly covered in snow and salt you could conceivably keep it clean inside which would be nice. Yes. That's just how most people seem to live. I don't know. Uh, the streets here around here too, 
people like the plows have been going by to clean stuff out and people haven't moved their cars for at least a week i know that those things are buried like yes. i feel sorry for those people when they have to dig their car out like what if they gotta go somewhere in a hurry they're not screwed. going anywhere in a hurry yep so many people just live in a situation like that i don't know how they deal with it, it sounds terrible I guess part of the problem is just owning a car, but it's not like a mandatory thing necessarily. At least not to own more than one. I, um, if I could have a garage, it, and one day I will, um, it will definitely be better than being in this uh, parking lot. Mm-hmm. Not that it's particularly bad, but it is annoying. You do get the first space, which is kind of cool. Yes. Although... The space in this building isn't too, too bad for storage once you utilize it properly. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's good. Uh, the house thing. I feel like we're talking about a lot of boring stuff. Hmm? I feel like we're talking about a lot of boring stuff. Got to throw something in the mix to switch it up. Um. There's not a lot that's exciting this week, I don't think. No, not a lot happened. Uh, I'll be honest. I mean, well, I'll be honest, but first let's talk. Bert Kreischer was hilarious. Yeah, I guess we have that to talk about yes. still. I'll make, I'll make a note of being honest after. Okay. So, Bert Kreischer, yeah, great. Great show. Uh, and I saw on his Instagram stories that, like... He went to that bar. Oh, yeah. And he... Like, that would have been insane. Yeah. He was there. What time was he there? Probably, like, midnight. I, I couldn't tell because oh, he was just posting stories. And then the second day of his show, he still went and he did an Instagram stories. He was leaving and he chugged a beer, yelled at everybody, or yelled at everybody, and it was packed. It just... And he was yelling, thank you, thank you, finished his beer, ran out on the bus, and they left. <laughs> um, and they went to Ottawa, and then they left Ottawa to go to Indianapolis, I think, in the snowstorm that we had. Wow. Yeah, that'd be a heck of a trip. But they left Ottawa after his his party at a bar close by, mm-hmm. and then they just drove to Indianapolis. Do you think he went... To that bar. he went to the bar that very night. Oh yeah. So did he go back to the bar at other nights? You think? He went to that very bar by the theater the Wednesday night and the Thursday night. Okay. After his two shows. So both. Okay. And then I'm assuming they know what cutoff time he has to have, and then he yeah. left and he drove to Ottawa. Although theoretically the drive's not that far, so he could have stayed till the end anyways. But could have been hammered on the bus. He was well liquored in the videos <laughs> that would be so good uh, yes dramatic change from that to the next night we went to the amateur night in saint it was Catherine's interesting some of them were good. some of them were a little rough not rough in the sense that oh the well, jokes need polishing yeah there was, well there was one comic who had never i mean you can call him a comic but he, it was his first time up in front of a crowd and you know it shows you whatever good for him for getting up definitely need some some work was he was it the the guy with the leg or with the, the cane. with the knee he's fine i i hope you know hopefully see him again and hopefully he's 
doing takes, what he's doing. As we've said, if we're going to do it, it takes balls to it go does. up and do it. Yeah, and, and funny enough, it's a little bit intimidating because most of the acts were quite good. At least, even the people that didn't have the greatest jokes were just funny personalities. I thought it was interesting. They were well suited to progressively it. Progressively got better. Yeah, I mean, uh, I keep the, the headliner for last too. The Indian gentleman, he was good. He opened up. Surprising. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a a real politically dark joke, but just for him to be like, whenever, whenever I meet you, you have to go like this, and you gotta go bang. Because that's what my people like, or whatever. That's he got a little more edgy as it went on, and it's funny because the things that he said weren't that extreme. It's just that he didn't have the comedy, comedy, comedy prowess to just give you something that's shocking but keep going. Like it, yeah. It sort of hits the whole audience weird, and then it, it's weird because it's not sold the right way. Had he did his seven minutes, just his seven minutes, it would have been better. He went. Past yeah, and his going. big close with the like he he tried to be edgy because he was he continuously talked about assaults and whatnot which is kind of edgy yeah <laughs> not kind of edgy and in a very casual way too yes but like as if he didn't know he was being edgy he knew yeah but at the end of the show his final joke was like men and I think we've talked about this too like men are not the same you could have 12 women wanting to sexually assault me and you'd be on your knees be like thank you jesus and that was his ending bit yeah and it ended i'm like i don't under because he he already said how it's different so i don't understand how your punchline is anything different from your setup no so he should have ended when his seven minutes yeah he started a new joke when he was told to get off the stage (laughs) yes um that happens but no, it, it was good. The crowd wasn't huge, oh, but God, it also it was wasn't... It was more full than when we got there. Yeah, there was a good 25, 30 people watching the show. How many more do you... I mean, we talked about... it. Theoretically, even if you're a good comedian, it's hard to build something with the room if the room isn't packed. That's true. It doesn't really matter how big the room is. just got to be packed. Like a room like that, what, fits, if it's full, maybe like 120 people, something like that. And you can get a crowd going, I'm sure, if you're a halfway decent comedian at that point. But with the room only full of 30 people, you could be a big-time comedian. You're just not going to build the energy the same way. It's true. I don't know. I think when we do it, we should pick it. We should arbitrarily pick a date. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Put a little bit of pressure. Not next week. <laughs> no, I haven't written anything. But say in June or something, pick a date. That way you can tell people. Come check me out. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably get enough people to go, maybe bunch of people downtown showtime won't care and then if you end up bringing an extra 20 people that are on your side mm-hmm. then you're oh that helps big clear time. oh yeah although they might be more judgy than other people but you never know then just don't suck yeah no i'm okay with i'm okay with sucking too actually that's the funny thing if the room is full and i bomb it that's better to me than having like no reaction from a lack of crowd that's true i don't care about sucking. so like you said if there was only if the room isn't full, it's harder to get a reaction, mm-hmm. and that works both ways. Nobody, not that anybody really sucked, but nobody would have booed any of them off. No. Not that you want to be booed, but if you do, 
if you do fail, you might as well fail spectacularly. Yes, quite so. Get everybody to post about you on the internet. Look at this jackass. Be the talk of the entire town. Pardon? Be the talk of the town. That could end up working out. Maybe. Do you hear this comedian? It was so horrible. That he got arrested after the show for the jokes he told. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. What were the jokes he told? I can't say it on this radio station. Just horrible. Um, speaking of comedians, Louis C.K. is performing the... again, as we've mentioned before. Yep. And I've been watching some of his new stuff too. Somebody recorded his set. Okay. And released it. Um. And it's not a finished set, right? Yeah. He's practicing. Okay. Is and it it's funny. Yeah. It sounds like Louis C.K. I think I, I might have watched I will that 100% admit that it is funny. It's not his best. I've, I've listened to something since that. Yep. It might have been that. I don't really know. And people were pissed. Non-comedians and even regular comedians were pissed because of what he was saying. Because he made, he made a joke about the Parkland shooting. And it was a almost a throwaway joke like it was funny but it could have really been anything and his joke was why he has to listen to people i'm butchering it but that's usually what happens when you try to summarize a joke yeah almost every word of his the whole joke was him questioning why he has to listen to survivors of events go to congress like they're not rule makers they they don't have no and it was funny and he's like um, like why you went to a school you went to a school they got shot up and now I have to listen to you you didn't do anything heard another comedian actually give a similar yeah bit. it's not it's not original it's not super original but there it's was a lot of backlash it's a it? little funny oh it is funny and the set itself was funny um, it'll be interesting to see what happens because he's I, his agent must have just said, okay, there's going to be backlash. Just go for it. Yeah. Don't watch the news. Wow. Don't listen to any of it and just go for it because you're going to be welcome at his clubs, at yeah. these clubs. And he is. Lots of people still love him. Lots of people don't really care. We've talked about it before here, but like what he did pales in comparison to what any other one of these sexual predators that I've heard about in all these other industries has done. Like, there's some ambiguity of if you know he did things that people maybe people said no to, but at most situations, I, like, I can't talk tonight. <laughs> in general, it just sounds like he whipped out his dick in front of people, and people were either okay with it or like, oh no, don't do that. And he was like, okay, exactly, I like won't that. do that. Oh no, pretty much. <laughs> no, it, it, and there's always that debate about can somebody come back from something like that and i think from something like that of course if they keep it in their pants then haven't they yeah. come yeah. if you apologize and then no, you don't do it again that, that's the tricky bit you can't really apologize because you're you're done after that there's really no coming back for the but he did part. apologize yeah. he acknowledged it yeah he's like I, he didn't say like i'm so sorry that i did this horribly unspeakable thing it was more like yeah i was he said something about himself, like I'm a very I'm fucked up. <laughs> I'm a fucked up guy, basically. Which is, it's kind of like a half apology, and it's kind of like, well, yeah, 
That, we knew. We, that seems to justify the behavior a little bit. <laughs> I don't. I don't really care that much. No. No. Uh, but in terms of everything, his his one-off bit about the Parkland shooting is nowhere near his um, even Saturday Night Live monologue where he compared eating chocolate bars to being a pedophile. So I'd like to hear that. It's a good bit. You should listen to it. I will. So, uh, you guys were knocking down a wall one night. The the um, living what room. will be your living room wall. Yeah. And I came over, and Tila said that I looked like death, and I told you guys about cabbage soup. Yeah. And the next day, or one of the few days after, Tila was like, I don't know how you're going to eat more vegetables. You were talking about cabbage soup like you were dying. Like, first off, I don't like cabbage soup. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. But as far as cabbage soup goes, it's not, it's, it's acceptable. Cabbage soup will not kill me unless I choke on it. Mm-hmm. If I was deathly allergic to cabbage, in which case. Okay. Right? So where's this going? This is going to... I... I didn't apologize to Tila, but I acknowledged it, so I will acknowledge it here on camera. About what? Not cabbage soup. Okay. <laughs> I love you guys. I love Tila. I like you guys. This is more personal than it should probably be on here, but whatever. I Everybody know who listens she's knows kinda, this existed. Yes, and she kind of talked to me about what this was, I think. Yeah. I am in a weird state of trying to figure stuff out and as i'm figuring stuff out i'm getting afraid that i'm getting left behind so i'm happy for you i'm very happy for you that you're looking at a second house yeah just keep buying them yes i know and the more you buy i'll still be happy people want to take your money you can go do that oh i know there's, there's lots of options available I don't know what Justin's doing, but if he was out of the picture, subleasing an apartment probably wouldn't be that hard to do if you had to up and not leave. Not allowed to. Well, there's not a lot of things you're not really allowed to do. But I know that. <laughs> but contract-wise yeah. or lease-wise, not allowed to do that. Well, maybe there's a way that you could persuade them to break your contract. Oh, I don't know. There would be. There's, there's lots of things that can be done. You never need to feel necessarily stuck in that way. Well, I'm not going to do anything until I know what's going to happen with this film stuff. I'm it's glad. Good it's good to have money coming in. Yes. Even if it's just a minimal amount with DH Media, but that really hasn't worked out amazingly. New. Sporadic. Limited reserve of money. Yes. In that way. So. Yeah, that's it. So you want to buy a house? Moral well, eventually. I'm not, I'm just, I don't. I it's amazing what two or three years can do with a not necessarily an ego because well, I, I house off the table I thought you'd be further along than you are yeah I thought things were good at one a lot of people point, say that I don't know it, the first time that ever happened to me like not me saying it but somebody else I was 17 years old or no I was probably 16 but anyway somebody had turned 17 and we were in high school and like this kid just said he's like shit i'm 17 like i thought i would have done more and it's, it's this thing that humans commonly do it doesn't matter what age you are 
It's the, and it's a good motivating factor. If, if, if you're going to do something about it, any time is a good time to realize, oh, yeah. hey, there's something I feel like I'm missing. Is it going to be a ready-to-move-in house, or is it going to be a, something to fix her upper? I'm not. You should know that ahead of time. Well, yes, I know that, mm. and I know that I'm not tearing down walls. Maybe. Why not, though? You don't need to do it yourself necessarily. You know enough people that you could get that shit done. That are busy with their own houses. That work stupid hours and eh. then when they're not working, they want to spend. Here's here's a mentality that I have and I feel like a lot of professionals and contractors and all sorts have the same. I'm building myself a garage door. I've probably mentioned it before. Yes. It's going to take me like probably two months to have the thing where I want it and maybe even paint it or whatever. My neighbor wants one done exactly like mine. His is going to take a weekend just because there's a big difference between work on somebody else's time and, and schedule and, and stuff like that and something that's passive. Oh, I know. And and there's a lot of things too, at least in my regard for like, I have a lot of stuff that I've purposely put on my table. I've bought parts for things and got things for so many different projects at the same time that it's it means that I'm going slow at all of them, which I think I've decided recently that i'm going to tone down and, and finish a lot of the things first you need to work on your truck <laughs> yeah that's that's what i gotta do i gotta have time to work on the truck but yeah that's it's really just the right mentality and i think the funny thing about getting another house is is that for me at least i can time it out where i'm i bet the one that i'm working on right now tila and i said if we if she takes like a week off because she gets vacation and like we do it timed out we could have that thing like ready to somebody move in in f like four weeks no problem. Easy. Less than that, probably. It's just a matter of just doing it. And then at that point, we have nothing on our table really anymore. There's not much to worry about in, in that way. But if you buy another house that needs Do to it be again. gutted, yeah. then you have everything on it's the not table. not urgently. You say that. It's about a sense of time. Nothing. The, the house stuff that we're doing right now isn't urgent. We could draw it out for another couple months and we have nothing better to do, which is easy because you do more of life stuff that makes you happy and you can you can do other stuff. But something about being driven to hit a deadline is of nice course. too. Yeah. So uh, just about anything's possible. And what's so intimidating about taking down walls anyways? Okay, the wall thing was was it's not watching you guys it's not that intimidating no. um watching my sister-in-law got her house that's mm. intimidating I, there's no, well it's the same thing as tearing down walls kind of just except it was bigger. everything all at once yeah and but the nice thing about that that you can do that's it, here's the difference with that you rent a bin you throw it outside and you, you fill up the bin you fill it up with all the debris and whatever that's an easy thing to do compared to what I've been doing is filling up the back of my truck and dumping it in a place that I'm okay to dump it over and over and over again. And just like the slow thing and, and trying to pick up materials like I, I want to save money. So I'm salvaging some like copper and brass and certain things like that. It's a lot of lot to think about. If you just got a house and you're not worried about any of that stuff, you could gut a house in no time. Gutting a house isn't really that big of a deal. Yeah, but then getting it back. See, that's getting it's so much easier from that state though once everything's ripped out sure but it still took them eight months to have a fucking kitchen mm, I, I think they could have done it faster i don't know what necessarily was going on in their lives but kids full-time jobs exactly. kids right? kids probably the biggest attractor in that full-time job 
you still got t- plenty of hours in the day to make a kitchen work. We Which went, you should be spending with the kids. Exa- kids, kids are what get the way, and that's not a problem that you or I have. No. So it's their saving grace, and it means that you could got a house and have a kitchen up and running in uh, a week or two. If you if you can handle that, which really, it's not that bad. It's good to starve yourself for certain things a little bit sometimes. I'd like to learn. Makes you appreciate stuff. Gutting would have made so many of the jobs that we're doing easier if we just started from nothing. Because having to deal with a weird plumbing situation to start with, like whatever they left, whatever state they left it in, is a pain in the ass. If you go back and you rip you're, literally you're everything trying out, trying to fix people's mistakes. Yes, yeah. if you're not trying to do that, oh man, that's a a whole different game. It it Tila thinks I'm a bit prissy in one regard. When I'm doing stuff, I need the perfect starting conditions and space to work and certain things like to to cut stuff and whatever. So I I spend a lot more time cleaning ahead of time. When I'm building houses at work, there's none of that. I have room to cut literally anything I want. I can shoot things together. There's no dirt. There's no, It's clean in an efficient way. I don't like fixing other people's shit that much. There's no room for me to operate a saw and have my saw horses and cut whatever I need to do and do this stuff in a house where all my shit is currently situated. If I didn't live in the thing and I was gutting it, that'd be a dream. That'd be so easy. And then building it back up, nice clean new sheets of drywall and everything. It's nice. It doesn't take that long, too. Lots of supply runs. That's probably the the biggest attractor that I haven't felt yet. Is if you're if you're drywalling an entire house all at the same time, that's a lot of trips. At least with my truck. Any truck. Truck is uh, yeah, is kind of a must-have if you're going to be renovating. But that's not really. A problem if you have somebody that can help you with stuff that does have a truck. I draw, I drywall the ceiling. That's the mm. only thing that I've done handy. Drywalling a ceiling's harder than drywalling a wall. It wasn't amazing. No. <laughs> but it looks really good now. Does it? It's my parents' house. Hmm. I didn't do it by myself. But <laughs> was it like a full size sheet, like a four by eight sheet? Yeah. yeah. Heavy. Multiple. Mm. It was heavy, but mm. we had one of those lifts. Oh. Dry, I've, I've actually have never drywalled finished anything finished in the house. I've, I've drywalled like trusses and shit for fireproofing measures, which I can't can imagine is probably harder than actually drywalling, but I don't know. I've never mudded anything, so I don't really have much of a reference for that, that kind of stuff. But looking at drywallers, don't seem like the brightest bulbs, so... Do they make good money? I don't think so. I think there's a hard ceiling for how much they can make. And it probably is more than I make currently, but I think my ceiling's a little bit higher, even doing what I'm doing. So they don't oh. look, look like the Okay. So then they enjoy themselves. I like talking through this. Yeah, I've learned over the years that actually talking through things help. I'm not worried about falling behind. I'm just confused right now because I don't know what's going to happen. I feel stupid that I left BDs, but also at the same time, it wasn't what I wanted to do forever, so there was no reason to put it off. However, I put it off too soon because I didn't realize that the entire Toronto film industry basically stops for the month of January. It would have been nice to have a more coaching on that and, and know for but a fact what could happen. It's not... See, that that's the issue. The, my contact is still working. Mm-hmm. Why? 
because he has the ties where he can just work continuously. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter because I don't have those ties. I can't. So I can't jump from union to union, which is fine. I So that's why I'm trying to better myself in other ways, trying to run the DH media stuff. But right now it just feels kind of not necessarily directionless, but there there is no direction. So I guess it is directionless. Um, yes direction on my own accord what am i trying to accomplish today lots of great designs have come out of it i'm very happy with the brochure design i'm working on mugs and meeples menu so there's there's positive and money coming through eventually hopefully um but in the meantime i'm also just trying to figure out what i'm gonna do if it all goes to shit i don't think it will i think the film stuff will pick up and if it does then I'm golden. Yeah. If it doesn't, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm find. an overqualified person in some areas and then underqualified in many. That's the, uh, yeah, the and I've diversity. I've never faced of, that issue before. It's kind of everybody's issue, really, if you're under, like, 50 years old. That's the thing. I think I'm not going to know shit about the world until I'm at least, like, 40, 50 years old. Well, of course you need to just accrue so much knowledge about so many different things to be of use to anybody else if you're trying to be an employee and even more if you're a business owner that yeah it, it takes a lot of time a lot of stuff in the construction world i'm just sort of doing myself and learning as i go but i want to be able to do all of it for somebody else professionally as a contractor and, and have all those things lined up but that's so far away because there's so much that goes into it fun getting there though i'm not it's been fun i've had the past um three weeks have been the my my stress for the most part has melted away even though that it really shouldn't it's weird um as i said trying to eat better just trying to get everything else on track i'm just trying to and i'm not starting at ground zero but i'm just trying just trying to see what can be done mm-hmm. and in the meantime because i'm not really accomplishing all that much not what i want to be see because i can say oh this wasn't what i expected but for me to think I, I i can only change so many things i could be working i could go right now and say i will give everybody who comments on this facebook post a free photo shoot and i could be busy but that's not accomplishing well, anything yes you're not really right? making money or really even increasing the brand's value right. So much. I can't, I just have to find the right way. And then it's also just kind of weird seeing that something that you, that's in year number five this year that you thought maybe could stand on its own two legs and it's not. Eh, there's a lot more we could have pushed harder along the way. It's so... I think the seasonal aspect of the the work that we've done before, the, the weddings and everything, kind of kills the flow of things. Wedding season's great. It feels like you're productive. You're, you know, out working. You're getting money made and you're sharpening your skills. But the lull until next summer when weddings pick up, is it's a long one. You need to be able to diversify the business enough to last all year round, which is a huge step. Well, let's see how the business stuff goes, because that's where I have my eyes set. Mm-hmm. Lots of small businesses in Niagara that need help. I think on that short-term existential line of thought, 
It's time a good to idea. Come to the end of the this show. This would have been a lot longer had you not hey, not pressed record. Maybe the audio's passable. We'll see. I'll just give it to you. There was a good energy at the show, and you'll see it just cuts off, and I'm I just die right when I'm like, fuck this audio situation. Yes. It was fun. It was interesting. Hopefully your truck is okay. It it won't be on a permanent base. Like, it'll die one day, so it might be now. we all will. Exactly. That was existential. Have a good night, everybody. Have a great night. Listen to us on iTunes or Spotify.